The text is the reading from 1 Corinthians 15, which you just heard. My sisters and brothers, I want to give you right up front a familiar phrase because it's really what this sermon, based on 1 Corinthians 15, is all about. And so here's the familiar phrase, spreading the gospel. Okay, I'll say it again. Spreading the gospel. So remember that and we'll come back to it. Now, if you set yourself to examine this reading from 1 Corinthians 15, the first 11 verses, you sort of end up wondering why Paul bothered to say it at all. No, I I mean, really, if you read seriously what he says, because what he actually says about the Corinthians and the gospel, the good news about Jesus, is this. He says, I preached it, you received it, you're standing on it, you're being saved by it, I delivered it, after I first received it. And that's just in the first couple of verses. And then at the end of the reading, Paul says, we preach it, and you believed it. So if we take seriously what Paul has said, then the Corinthians have firmly and repeatedly come into contact with God's good news about Jesus. It's been delivered. It's been received. They're standing on it, and they're standing because of it. Lots of aorist indicative forms here. Goods delivered, goods received, all good. But you see, if that's the case, then it doesn't really make sense that Paul would begin in verse 1, brothers, I am making known to you the gospel Now, okay, granted, this phrase, I am making known to you, is a kind of a rhetorical marker. It's a kind of a heads up, here comes a new section kind of thing. But still, Paul says it. I am making known to you. But they already knew it. I mean, Paul says that they already knew it. They did know the gospel. But in a way... They did not know the gospel. What Paul is saying to them is something like this. Yes, you know it, but I need to make this same good news known to you because something is blocking it. Something is holding it back. Something in your life, in your faith, in your understanding that's keeping the gospel from doing what it wants to do and what it needs to do in your lives as Christians. Now, later, of course, in 1 Corinthians 15, we find out what that blockage was. Some of the Christians there in Corinth were saying, there is no resurrection from the dead. Now, that does not mean that they denied that Jesus had risen from the dead. No, Paul says in our reading that they received and believed that about Jesus. But some in those congregations were saying that they themselves would not rise from the dead, or that they didn't need to rise from the dead, or something like that. We don't exactly know what was going on. But this error is blocking the gospel from doing what it always does and what it always wants to do in the lives of God's people. You see, once the good news about Jesus and what he's done gets into a man's heart, once that message gets into a woman's life, then it grows, (laughs) it gets bigger, 
It takes over stuff, and it changes things, and it drives back error, and it takes away fear. And there's always things in the lives and hearts of Christians, always things that try to hinder the gospel from doing what it wants to do, things that try to limit the peace and the transforming power of the good news. And that's what's happening in Corinth because of the strange idea they have that there will be no future resurrection of the dead. And so Paul spends the rest of the chapter dealing with it. You see, the gospel is not spreading in their lives. Spreading the gospel. Now we're back to that phrase, And maybe you thought it was about witnessing or evangelism or missions. But that's not what it means, not here, not in this reading. Not spreading the gospel in that sense. Something in the Corinthians' lives is holding back the good news. And so Paul says to them, I make known to you the gospel which I already preached and you already received and you already know it but the good news must spread and expand into your hearts and into your lives, spreading the gospel. Jesus has not yet returned in glory. Perhaps you've noticed. Outside of us, and perhaps more importantly, inside of us, there's still room for the gospel to spread, for the good news to flow out into the dark places of our lives, to bring life and peace and power. Our symposium this year, as I understand it, is dedicated to this. It's kind of a long title. Recapturing a full-bodied theology of the resurrection, Christ's and ours. I can paraphrase that for you. Spreading the gospel. Spreading the good news far and deep and wide into our lives and the lives of others. Brothers and sisters, I make known to you the gospel which Paul preached. Christ died for our sins. Good news. Because of his death, we are innocent before God. Because of his death, we are pure before God. Because of Christ's death, we are wise unto salvation. But what is it that can hinder this good news from spreading in us? Dear friends, we can hinder the good news when we hold on to the sins for which Christ paid the price. Those pet desires that we cherish in the dark, but when you get them out into the light, it's just sin. There's petty jealousy, comparing, hurt feelings, bruised egos, wounds nursed, because I deserved better than that. Dear friends, Do not insult the good news by thinking that you can hold on to these things.
In the name of Jesus, let them go. Don't anchor your day. Don't root your day in those angers, those fears, those hatreds. You were bought with a price. Turn away from those things. Let the Son of God sweep them away. Let the gospel spread. According to the scriptures, Christ died for your sins. All of them. I make known to you the gospel which Paul preached. Christ was buried. How deep is his love for you? Deep enough that he was willing to go deep into the earth. Christ was buried. Sinners die. Sinners get buried. Death comes to people who rebel and distort God's will in their lives. But Christ, (laughs) Christ was buried. And he was buried for you. And I make known to you that nothing can change that. Ever. No lingering guilt. No whispering fear. No crippling inadequacy or doubt or intimidation by Satan or the world or your flesh. Nothing can change the good news that Christ was buried. I make known to you the good news that St. Paul preached. Christ is risen. The glorious good news of a perfect, indicative, passive, third-person, singular verb. God the Father reached down with an inconceivable power, just as the Son knew that he would, and death was not suspended. It was killed. Jesus is in an ongoing resultant state of risenness. (laughs) He is risen indeed. What sort of future awaits you? I promise that it won't be what you think it will. Here I stand, son of adult converts, not one ounce of Teutonic or Scandahuvian blood in my veins, a man who started at Springfield, graduated at Fort Wayne, served in Oregon, studied in Virginia, and here I am. Did I choose my future? Not as far as I can tell. Was it always easy? There have been days when I wanted to die. Was I ever in charge? I thought I was, but I wasn't. What sort of future awaits you? I promise that it won't be what you think. But I can tell you this. Christ is risen, the second Adam, and his resurrection is mighty. Our champion has come up out of the deadly ground and by his mighty love he is pulling up with him the whole creation and all who are baptized into his death and resurrection. As the scripture promised, Christ is risen and I know your future. It's the race toward a goal. It's the journey toward the city. It's the promise that you will rise up in power, not in weakness, in glory, not in shame.
all corruption left behind. Do not fear the future. Let the good news spread, (laughs) spread into your future. And wherever you go, you will find the peace that you cannot even come close to understanding. I make known to you good news. The risen Christ appeared. He appeared to Cephas and the Twelve, and they were never the same. He appeared to more than 500 at once, and I would be willing to bet that they were never the same. James and the other apostles all changed. Paul himself, Paul says, grace, the love of Christ who died and was buried and who rose. Grace came in, and Paul was never the same. I am making known to you the good news. It will spread throughout this symposium. It will spread throughout your life. There is so much life and so much hope. And we will never be the same. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.